Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. Hi, my name is Turl Kronberg, and I am the human body attached to the little bit of brain that I like to call the wise turtle. Um, the wise turtle has been around as a philosophy, practical scientist, sociologist, psychologist, something or other, um, for almost 10 years now. Um, and I've evolved a, a theory of the process of evolution, life, growth, whatever you want to call it, the, the process of change in the universe that um, is most beautifully displayed in this funky mathematical structure called Pascal's Triangle, which was invented long before Pascal ever existed in the universe um, by the Chinese, uh, but the Chinese didn't give it a quick and easy name that caught on, at least in the West, and, you know, Pascal did discover it in the West, so we call it Pascal's Triangle. Um, I would suggest to you that you go look up Pascal's Triangle, P-A-S-C-A-L is Pascal's name, and it's his triangle. Um, it's sometimes a pyramid, called a pyramid, but it's usually called a triangle. And basically the function of this thing is you start with a single unity um, she can call everything at the very top in a in a single square or sphere or whatever you want to structure you want to put it in but there's a single unit um, we can call it one if you want um, I sometimes call it one with a zero inside it or but you put whatever thing you want up there but what you do is you take that that single thing and you divide it in half and you put um, one half on one side and one half on the other side just below this thing. So it, it basically makes a triangle. There's a, there's a big one thing on top and then there are two smaller halves right below it. Um, one on either side but in the shape of a triangle. Again, just go look at it. It, it just doesn't work in audio very well, but hopefully you can get the idea. So the basic concept here is that you divide each thing above into two parts. Um, below it. So you, you take one thing and divide it into two halves. And you keep doing that. So you take the, the, the two halves that you've made and you divide those into two halves, um, which are end up being quarters because you've got two halves and you divide them each into their own halves, which is four quarters. Um, but because you're making a triangle, um, you only have three categories, circles, squares, whatever, below the two. So what you have to do to get those four things into three things is um, if there's something, again, just look at a picture of this and it's so much easier to describe. Um, you have to combine two of the things in the middle. 
um, and you don't end up combining the things on the edges because essentially on the on the outside of the triangle is is all zeros. Um, so anytime you want to add something on the edge, you just add zero, and, and you, so you get the same thing. But this all the the categories in the middle of the thing end up getting added. So on the third row, you have below the, the, the top row you have one, and on the second row you have two halves, one half, you have the first half and then the second half, and then on the third row you end up getting um, one quarter, then in the two middle, and in the middle spot you put those two quarters together so you get a half, and then on the end again the third one you get another quarter. So you get the first quarter, and then you get the middle half, and then you get the third, the fourth quarter, which is on the side. And then you keep doing that. Um, if you look at the diagram, it, it makes it really simple. I mean, there is a lot of adding into, you know, recombining, dividing, and stuff. But the basic process is that there are two things that you can do. There is the division. You split something into half of whatever it was. And then you recombine things that are next to each other. Um, so you end up with this interesting process, which ends up, surprisingly, if you study this Pascal's diagram, uh, triangle diagram, um, if you study the math of it, it's fascinating because literally every number appears in this. And many of the patterns, if not all of the patterns, it's hard to tell, but certainly many of the major patterns that we're aware of, for example, Fibonacci sequence, which is where you put one, you start with zero or one, most people start with one, but you can start with zero as well, and you add two numbers, so zero plus one is one, and then one plus one is two, one plus two is three, and then you take the last two digits in the sequence and you add them together to get the, the next number in the sequence. Um, so 2 plus 3 is 5, 3 plus 5 is 8, 5 plus 8 is 12, um, 13, 13. Um, I'm not good with adding things. So never rely on any of my math. <laughs> Always check it out for yourself. So anyway, you have this, this Pascal's triangle which which gives us just a fascinating structure for so many things. And the main thing that it does is it gives you probability. So if you have a certain number of things and you want, you want to see how many possible combinations there are of those things, you use Pascal's triangle. It also gives you the number of um, spaces, points, lines, uh, two-dimensional shapes, three-dimensional, well, two-dimensional, yeah, shapes, three-dimensional objects, four-dimensional things, whether you want to call them moving objects, space-time things, um, in equilateral, or I can't think of the term, but um, essentially geometric objects that have equal lengths of all their sides. Um, so that would be a, a point, a line, a triangle, a tetrahedron, and then you get into more complex four-dimensional beyond shapes, which, which most of us are not familiar with, but they exist in mathematical terms at least, if not in reality. And Pascal's 
triangle gives us the each row gives us the number of um, spaces, points, lines of these things. So the the thing is amazing. And I'm suggesting, and I have found that it seems to be very useful to postulate that all of reality is following the same pattern that Pascal's triangle follows, which is, again, a very simple pattern with just two rules. Um, if you're familiar with this concept called cellular automata, which um, is a computer program called the Game of Life, which is a cellular automata process. Um, and the idea of cellular automata is uh, a Stephen Wolfram book. You should maybe check out, um, at least take a gander at online about what it is. Uh, you, you don't need to read the whole thing to get the idea of what it is, which is fascinating. He postulates, oh, the book is called A New Kind of Science by Stephen Wolfram. Um, and he postulates that uh, cellular automata shows that we can take very simple rules and generate infinitely complex and interesting outcomes, um, which is a, a suggestion that this is possibly why our universe can be so infinitely complex while also being possibly very, very simple physics-wise that we could generate all of the things that are in existence, all of the bizarre things that, that we imagine from Plato, uh, both kinds of Plato, P-L-A-T-O to P-L-A-Y-D-O-U-G-H, or however you want to spell it, um, the squishy stuff that you play with when you're a kid, uh, to, you know, single-celled organisms, to computers and, and everything that all of this stuff could be, could be generated by the simple process of a couple of rules um, being added on to, you know, the current state of things, that you just apply another rule to it. So take, take what you have now and then do this process, do a simple process to it, and it generates a, an entirely new situation that is still connected to the previous situation. So that's the basis of most everything that I have uh, come up with in the past many, many years anyway, as far as applying all of this in a practical way to pretty much every problem that we humans have. Now, there are a couple other sub-theories that I have that, that don't necessarily seem to be related. Uh, I've been working on personality types. Um, using using the, the Myers-Briggs typology indicator, MBTI um, process, which initially I saw and said, oh, this is just random and silly. And the more I looked at it, the more it seemed to fit into um, categories that I could really work with. And, and I've actually finally applied all of that into the Pascal's triangle concept. And... I'm still tweaking some of the details, but that seems to have, have given some wonderful inspiration. So the things like that, and then there's, there's this, the loopy process, which probably involves Pascal's triangle in the each step of the process um, of the combining and, and 
uncombining and dividing. Um, but I'm not entirely sure how. But all what I do is I explore all of these ideas and how they could apply to our reality. And I test it out. And I share my findings. And I have found just some amazing ideas, which is what I want to share with you pretty much in this podcast. I'd like to keep exploring these ideas um, in my own head and also out in the real world and with all of you, hopefully with some feedback. So that's sort of a basic introduction to what I do. Um, I should also indicate that those those two rules that I talk about in Pascal's Triangle, the that are the two sort of game moves in the game of the universe, um, beyond the game of life, but the game of the entire universe. Those two possible rules that can be used in each each step of the system, um, each moment in time, if you if you want to call it that, um, are the division I call. Um, I call uh, expansion. That's when you expand something. Um, you can also call expansion uh, multiplication. You can call it, uh, well, division. See, that's a little complicated because division sounds like it's the opposite of multiplication. But basically what you're doing is you're dividing something, it, turning one thing into two things. That's so multiplying it even though the process is division. It's a, it's a little messy. Um, but the process itself is taking one thing and, and making it into two things. So that's essentially multiplication, even though it's called division. You're, but you're making it into smaller things, so it is division. So it's a fraction. But um, So you can, you can call this particular process um, division. You can call it uh, expansion. You can call it a wave, as in you're taking something and making it move. Uh, you're taking one thing and turning it into two things, therefore instead of one point you have two points, which makes a line, which is movement and change. Um, and I tend to call this feminine in the yin-yang process, that would be called masculine, and I think it's a little complicated, but I tend to think of it as feminine, because waves are more feminine and, and women literally multiply as another human being coming out of a woman's body, so they're multiplying, you know, one thing and making two things. Um, so I tend to think of that as the feminine process. And the other process um, is the, the material contraction um, taking two things and making it into one thing process and that I tend to think of it as the masculine end of things and the material and particles so you have these two processes that you can you can either contract something into a, a matter state a more solid state or you can expand things into a more wave-like movement change state and so those are the two main things that I tend to talk about all the time in my discussions. So hopefully that gives you a bit of a summary over the sorts of things that I'm going to be talking about, or at least the, the basic structure of the things that I think about before I actually talk about things. Um, and I do encourage you to go look at some of my previous work. I have a lot of diagrams that I tend to put out there. Um, and I have a lot of things all around the internet. I sort of spread myself around um, rather than sticking in one place. But I have a couple of course spaces that I I 
hang around. One is on Reddit, and my name is uh, my username is Turl T U R I L. So you can go to reddit.com/user/turl um, to see all of my posts, and not all of them are philosophically based at all. <laughs> I comment on a whole variety of random things, including a lot of science fiction. Um, and another space which is far more um, philosophy-centric, and that is turl.org, which also leads you to my WordPress um, website, my blog, which is turl.wordpress.com. Um, but you can get there directly by turl.org. It'll forward you there. And there's also the wiseturtle.com, which right now is just a very sad... Google Spaces or Google whatever <laughs> website that's free that's got a bunch of my diagrams on it, which will link you to some other things. So please do visit those things if you're at all curious about my work and what I've been doing and you want a little bit of background information, but keep listening for a lot more short form, um, deep and interesting and challenging discussions about pretty much how everything works and how it can fit into this this theory of the universe um, and how everything that possibly can happen does happen and how that relates to us and free will and everything from economics to government to education to you know everything literally um, I will be discussing and I hope you enjoy my offerings and if you would like to contact me please do so my email address is the wise turtle d-h-e-w-i-s-e-t-u-r-t-l-e just like it sounds the wise turtle at gmail g-m-a-i-l dot com and please do contact me with anything you want to talk about or say hi over on reddit at user turtle and I would like to thank you very much for listening to this first introductory podcast, and I hope the rest of them are even far more interesting to you than this. Thanks a lot. Bye.